Hami Media Group continues to grow to new heights because of our loyal fan base and incredible sponsors. You followed us on our affiliate Hami Media Group channels for all of our awesome shows, including South Park Reviews, NFO Star Wars, and the Academy Star Trek Reviews, The Horror Junkyard, and all of our affiliate programming. We will continue to bring you the best in wrestling, conspiracy, and alternative media. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, subscriptions, sending bits, and promotion of the Hameen Media Group platform. Add both Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on your iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube feeds. Thank you to the following sponsors. Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil is the finest artisan Greek olive oil on the market today. It's also the perfect holiday gift. You can make your family's favorite holiday recipe and they'll say it's the best thing they've eaten all year. It's imported. It's ultra premium Greek olive oil and it's available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Again, that's ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil. Taste the difference for yourself. The Coffee Roasters at TheBroasters.com. A new five-pound bag of Vince Russo Bro Coffee is here. Stock up before the next lockdown, bro. TheBroasters.com is the only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro. Exclusively from TheBroasters.com and RussoBrand.com. Use the official promo code BRO5LB when you place your order and you'll save some money, bro. At Hameen Media Group, we're all about self-improvement. Improve your mind and body with Stevie Richards Fitness. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and take control of your fitness with Stevie's Resistance Band programs. These programs have been set up for every level of fitness. You can also try the brand new Stevie Richards Yoga program to make sure your flexibility and balance improve so you can feel your best. Visit StevieRichardsFitness.com today and build a better you. ProWrestlingTees.com, the best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from the Hami Media Group and Russo brand is to get their official merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Support all of the great Hami Media Group talent by visiting their Pro Wrestling Tea stores, such as the Greek God Papadon, BWO Stevie Richards, Big Sal under SEG shirts, Chris Silvio, the superstar himself, and of course, Ben Hameen, Yala. Hey, Infidel. You want to become an official HMG operative? Well, now's your chance. Just follow us on Twitter at Hameen Media Group. Shoot us a request, and we'll send you the invite link so you can join the brand new private Discord server under Hameen Media Group. You can also join us on Facebook in the Hameen Media Discussion Group and interact with the entire HMG army. Play along in the Pick'em Challenges, hang out in the Watch Along threads, and interact with the HMG hosts. You can also check out all of HMG's Conspiracy Horseman propaganda on our Instagram by following us at Hameen Media Group. Like, follow, and share, or be destroyed. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, subscribers, followers, guests, producers, and hosts of Hameen Media Group. 2.2 million downloads for Hameen Media Group is all because of your efforts and support. Now, let's get to the main event. I have dry bars. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. 
suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That's what. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt holes. Suck your big balls and your hairy, hairy butt What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Shit Not Bad. I'm your host on the scene. The air is clean and I'm lighting up green. Your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Shepherd. Each and every week I am joined by my two compadres here as we break down South Park episodes in linear fashion. And this week we're up to season three, episode number 14, The Red Badge of Gainus. So go ahead and stick around as I introduce these clowns, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, coming from the Southwest, he's your host for the most, who's now really on the West Coast. Yeah, boy. What's happening? Sunshine Kid? What's happening? Just chilling, hanging out, relaxing, chillaxing, eating some, you know, peanut butter and jelly on toast. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't meant to rhyme. But my favorite, one of my favorite all time bands is Sublime. Ladies and gentlemen, as well, returning from New Mexico, not with DCW last week. That's what I told people. I was like, oh, he's with DCW, hanging out with Russo. But no, he was down in New Mexico launching a brand new promotion. Ladies on the gentlemen. Ladies on the gentlemen. That's right. Ladies on. I'm the all about that. Loaded. I'm for that. He's crunchy on the outside like a. Hard granola bar, but soft on the inside like your fresh nougaty Milky Way bite. His name is Dirty 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 Joe 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 Granola. Damn. Oh, wait. Damn. I looked the wrong way. It's all right. Um, edit that out in post. This man knows how to introduce people. The, yeah, I, from a ring announcer, this motherfucker's coming after my job. Hey, you know, oh, I'm, man. Trying, I'm just trying to be like you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to grow my beard out like you. Trying to be exactly like you. Uh, I'm I'm loaded up on schnapps. Loaded up on schnapps. Hey, schnapps! Oh, you like schnapps? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of South Park, and what we do here is we review the episode in order, kind of give you a little breakdown of our thoughts. So, episode synopsis, kind of going over the different plot points of the episode, mixing with some clips, which you'll hear, and then we end each episode with what did Kenny say, revealing what Kenny's lines are in this episode, trivia, pop culture. And uh, anything else is on our mind, along with what we liked, maybe what we did dis, or maybe what we like did dis, 
I can't even say the word we didn't like because there was nothing to dislike in this episode. <laughs> that's right. why it's hard to say right now because it's a fucking fantastic episode. This is one of Hartman's greatest episodes ever. It is the epitome of Cartman's manipulation. It shows his ability to play different characters. Uh, it, so he's got range. God, Cartman is so good in this episode, and we're going to get all into it here. So as we mentioned, it's called The Red Badge of Gayness. It's the 14th episode of the season three. And the 45th overall episode of South Park it originally aired on November 24th, 1999. Hey, I like how when we review these shows, sometimes we end up in the same month. Or even saw on the same day. Yeah, we do a specific. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. We've done that a few yeah. times. Yeah, I know. Well, here we are in the month of November. I mean, I know we got close to the Halloween episode, which you can go go back and listen to, as well as Starvin' Marvin, which I have, I have an interesting thought on the name Marvin here later on. Um, but the plot opens up with the episode beginning with the boys, of course, practicing uh, what they're going to be doing is a civil war reenactment. Now, in their part, they're the band. So they're practicing their band uh, playing, and uh, Cartman. Uh, now, is he it. wrong in this situation where you gotta beat the fuck out of the drums to rock out? Cleveland, yeah. That's that's why anyone plays the drum. I was, I had a snare drum. So for whatever school Christmas concert, they're like, "Oh, you own a drum? We'll have you for the little drummer boy." And there's like five of us, and we're all supposed to just like. Bum, 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 because you know, a little drummer boy, and I just start going ape shit. I like start bashing my cymbal, and like I totally ruined the timeless Christmas classic in front of in front of a gym of, I mean, probably at least a few hundred parents. How old were you? Oh, let's see. Second, third grade, third grade. So I was like eight or nine. Like I knew what I I knew what I was doing. Okay, but the next day at school, were you cool? Were you popular? Like were people like, fuck yeah, Joe, good job. Hell no. I it's I was never popular at school. Like man, it wasn't like it wasn't like regular school, like like, if you fucking do something and act out people the next day are like guys kid. I firmly believe had anyone else done that, they would have been the king of the school for a day, but Mm, nah. Sure. Well, getting into your, I think, question, Scoop, as someone who has performed on stage across the country as well as a musician, I would argue it depends. You know, it depends on the song, it depends on the situation, the vibe, uh, when it's time. Now, if you give the drummer the opportunity and he takes his drum solo, then I fully expect him to beat the shit out of that drums at that point. Uh, but it also depends on the music, like blues, hell yeah. Rock, hell yeah. Reggae, eh, probably not. You probably want to stay in your pocket. <laughs> you can add different things and different effects, but you probably don't want to like get too far off the rhythm because the rhythm and the bass hold down that that groove. You know what I mean? So it really depends on the genre of music. So, but in this case, Carmen, as you mentioned, there, Scoop is beating the crap out of these drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got him. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland, you ain't right. Kyle's not very happy about it, as well as Stan, the general of this marching band. He's not too happy and tells 
Cartman, look, I'm going to take this opportunity away from you. And then Cartman's like, no, no, come on, come on. I can do it. I can do it. And uh, so he tries again. And unfortunately, he rocks out too hard once more. Stan then makes the executive decision that he's going to play the flute. And Carmen's like, <laughs> man, it's okay. And then, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just do it now. Because, like, he's only got one line in the whole episode, really, doesn't he? One or yeah. two lines? All yeah, right, it's... so let's just... We're going to go ahead and jump right now in here into... What did Kenny say? Da, 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 what did Kenny say? All right, guys, let's get into what did Kenny say here. Kenny didn't have a lot of lines, and his first line here in this is uh, Carmen mentioning, he goes, no, yeah, I want to food, okay. And Kenny says, aw. Foods are gay. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a later on point here, which we'll get into, but uh, Cartman actually says, yes, enjoy your freedom, gentlemen. Soon you'll be my property. Come, Kenny. Come, fight for us, and I'll make you sure you get lots of thunder and women. And Kenny says, woohoo! <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, well, that's it. That's Guys, that's literally... That's what Kenny said. Yeah, pal. That's what Kenny said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kenny doesn't have a lot of lines, so we wanted to get that out of the way. Right back into the plot here. As we mentioned, Kenny's upset after Cartman says, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kyle has had enough. He has Cartman to switch instruments with them. Cartman ends up breaking the drum and leaves in a ha-ha. <laughs> so he leaves. We then jump over now to the reenactment of the battle at Tamarack Hill, which is directed by Grandpa Marsh. Now, in this episode, we find out that Grandpa Marsh's first name is Marvin. So isn't it interesting that we have an alien from another, uh, or not an alien, but another uh, boy from Ethiopian named Marvin the Marsh in, or Marvin Marsh, and we've also got Stan's father named Marvin Marsh. Oh, shit. Yeah, it could have just been uh, something that they didn't realize. Who adopted Starving Marvin? Could his last name? Could they just name his name and Marvin, and then they took the last name of Marsh? Or 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 Brofloski? Wasn't it? Which one actually adopted? Was it Cartman? Who got the Tinko Sports watch? <laughs> That's what I think it's what it was. Yeah, who got the watch? Who got the watch? Uh, I think it was Carmen. I think it was. He kind of got the sports watch. And they were supposed no, to no, share it. I, I think it was Cartman's credit card, but it was Stan who made the call. Because then they had to decide on who, you know, like got to share the tank. I get you take a sports watch on this man, this guy. Right? Like, so, like, it's my, my credit card. So, like, I believe it was Stan who actually made the call. Now, they weren't expecting to get a boy. They were expecting to take this boy's life. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was starting. You can go back and listen to that review um, on our, I think it's just audio format there, because I don't think we, that was part of season one. We had not done video yet, or we did, but I didn't save it, and I didn't upload it. <laughs> I didn't want it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, now we're getting back into the reenactment. 
and uh, the reenactment of the Civil War, which was, of course, fought from 1861 to five, and they're talking about the Battle of Tamarack Hill. Cartman then comes in as uh, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are like, uh, where's Car- Cartman? I hope he shows up. He better show up. And then Cartman comes in, and he's dressed up as the Confederate Army soldier, General Cartman. Yeah, General, General Cartman. Yeah, yeah the Confederate guy. Yeah, the Confederate guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandpa Marvin Mark. The only man old enough to have actually seen the Civil War reenactment of 1924. Wow, dude, your grandpa still isn't dead? Dude, that's not cool. Good morning, gentlemen. Cartman, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're dressed up like the South. Yes, this year I've decided to fight for the glorious South. Screw you guys, him. And may I say that we're going to whoop your ass this time. We are going to be guy. So he ends up making a bet with Stan and Kyle that the Confederates are going to win. And he goes so far as saying that he's willing to bet them that if he wins, they'll be his slaves for a month. And Stan and Kyle, of course, being on the Union side, agree to this, you know, with no hesitation. Yeah, of course. Okay, this guy's an idiot. Sure. (laughs) And they even make that comment like he's such a dumbass. (laughs) Because Cartman, uh, either not being aware or, of course, we'll find out as the episode continues on him. Well, I guess we end up do find out at the end. That he doesn't, he's not aware, but Cartman's not aware of the history. So, you know, he doesn't understand. He probably like opened up the book and was like, looked up Civil War, read the first chapter. <laughs> so he probably didn't even read till the end to understand how everything broke down. He just or, figured, go ahead. Or he looked up who the, the best of the Confederates was. You know, who the bad well, I mean, Confederates. My- yeah, I mean, I was also going to say it was also, I think, initially too, which we're going to talk about here. I think his whole initial plan probably was just only one battle. He probably just thought if I can win this reenactment, they'll be my slaves for a month. So, like, he, I, I'm sure Cartman did initially have the forethought to take it as far as it goes. And so, Cartman now dressed as Confederate Robert Lee makes his bet with Stan, and after making that bet, um, you know, they're all getting ready on, and uh, Carpenter tells Uncle Jimbo the South should win so that, that the South side in the reenactment will not be teased for losing as they are every year. Um, and, they, you know, first they're like, no, that's not how it works, blah, 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 right? So they nobody would, like, agree with him at first, and they went about their reenactment, and then, you know, Marvin the Marsh, and now I'm introducing the oldest living member to see the reenactment of the 1924. <laughs> Marvin Mars. So like that, they didn't even like, obviously, you know, in the late nineties, I would hope at that point, no one, well, I mean, if they were, that's a freaking miracle. If somebody had been around, I was around during the civil war. Like I said, new millennium. You'd have to be like 150, 160. They were about, they would have had to have been 134 at the absolute youngest. Jesus. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But then you're not a child. But you can't, that's what I'm saying. You can't really remember it. So that's what I was trying to like average an extra five or six years. So yeah, 140. You're right. Yeah. To actually remember that. You know what I mean? But <laughs> unfortunately, uh, for Marvin the Martian, his, not Martian, but Marvin the Marsh and his Union Squadron, they are thwarted in this uh, reenactment as well. Everything's going down. And it's kind of stupid. So this is what it was like. <laughs> hey, what's that guy doing? <laughs> what the hell? Hey, he took the bell. He 
can't do that. The Confederacy doesn't take the bell. You made it for the song. Cartman, you can't do that. God damn it, now we have to start over. They're pretending, like the pretending of the Civil War fighting is so stupid. They're like, I, I got you. And then like, like people are in the crowd, oh, wow. You, you wow. shoot your blanket to the air and say you're dead. If someone says I killed you, you got to play dead. You see people in the crowd, they're like, wow, this is how it really happened. And then you right, see like no, some- They were like into it. No, they but like not I, well. No, not in the first one because uh, that's what, this is what I'm talking about. The comical nature of this reenactment. The crowd is like, "Wow!" Oh, you mean the crowd was really into it for sure? Yeah, because the crowd yeah. was like, "Okay," and the crowd was like, "Wow, this is this is how <laughs> really happened." And then you see the people like reenacted, and you just see like one Union soldier holding a uh, Confederate soldier in a headlock, and he's punching him, but they're like looking at the crowd and smiling. <laughs> Uh, it was just uh, very comical. Obviously not realistic, but Cartman takes it upon himself. The only way to win this battle, I guess, during the Battle of Tamarack was to retrieve the bell. Cartman, hey, what's he no doing? shit's given. He goes and grabs the bell. Right, grabs people, in the crowd, people in the crowd are like, hey, what's going on? Like, this is not what what's he doing? I mean, do you, did you guys ever know about the Battle of Tamarack? Is that a real thing? Does anybody know? Should we Google this? I was going to Google it this morning and I didn't because I figured it was made up because Tamarack I don't killed. think I don't think Battle of Tamarack took place on November 24th 1862 just outside of South Park okay I don't know if this is real hold on no I don't think so that's South Park fandom sorry Civil yeah war. I was gonna been... say, I don't think the Civil War made it that far west though I think they're making fun of the Battle of Cane Hill that was fought during the American mm. Civil War on November 28, 1862. Major General Thomas Hinman and the Confederate Army sent a force under John S. Marmaduke to Keene Hill to intercept Blunt. Blunt attacked on November 28th and quickly broke Marmaduke's first line and effective rear guard action by Joseph O'Shelley allowed the Confederates to pick up the Blunt. Okay. You can go read the rest on Wikipedia. And my dumbass, every time you said Marmaduke, went right to the dog. Marmaduke. The dog comic strip? Yeah. Never liked I just got dog. Neither I did I. Why does it? Why does it trigger it? If you don't like it, why does it trigger it, Joe? ADD. I don't know. Maybe you should pick the candy bar. (laughs) There's a Marmaduke candy bar. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so Cartman gets the bell. No one's very happy, and then Jimbo has to re-explain to him, like, since some people got uh, confused. On how this goes down, you can't get the bell. You have to let the union win. And then Cartman starts to give his speech. Gentlemen, why do, why do we have to let the union win? Gentlemen, we can win this battle. Sure, we could lose. And tonight we could go back to our families and say, we did it. We lost like we were supposed to. Aren't we proud? Or, or we take that hill. We take that hill. And when we stand tall upon it, we hold our heads high and we yell, not this year. This year belongs to the Confederacy. Ends up convincing them as they're all drinking schnapps and getting drunk. The year s'mores after, flavored schnapps, s'mores flavor schnapps. That's yeah, sponsored. That sounds, 
sounds so scary. Like it can yeah. go either one of two ways. Like it's amazing or it's just absolute trash and make you sick as fuck. Like yeah, if, I, I'm not a big alcohol fan, so I wouldn't know. Go on, Joe. Yeah, like if they're gonna make something that tastes like s'mores, I wouldn't think it would be schnapps, and that might be the joke. Right. <laughs> but like you would think it'd be like amaretto and Bailey's or something like that. But I, I wouldn't think like I wouldn't think of schnapps. Like I wouldn't like when I think of schnapps, I think of rumplemints and stuff like that. <laughs> Peppermint schnapps are great. Peppermint schnapps. I think well, I moving on schnapps once. Sorry, go. Ahead. No, it's okay. Moving on from there, we saw that Cartman was able to convince these drunken Union rednecks to fight with him and take the bell, take Tamarack Hill, and win. Right. So they're all getting drunk, and they, you know, they end up coming to the conclusion. You know, Jimbo and Mr. Garrison, you were talking, and Mr. Garrison's like, you're not serious, are you? And Jimbo's like, hell yeah, I'm serious. Every year, we got it. For the last 20 years, I've had to go to the after party, get made fun of all night about how the South lost. I was like, damn, dude, that's that's really weighing on you. Like, yeah. It's rough. it's rough, Mr. Garrison. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, but why, if you didn't like it, why do you continue to do it? Like, that was my other thought, too. Like, if if, if you didn't like it this much... Mm-hmm. Like after the first two, first to five times, it's your fault now, dude. Like you're, you want that abuse, I think is what. It is. Well, they are convinced, and in this next upcoming battle, as Marvin Marsh starts to begin, the battle of the Billy, the battle of Tamarack, the battle of Tamarack. So he starts talking, and uh, well. The Civil War reenactors, that being the South, they come in charging this time. Like it's a real fucking fight. <laughs> they beat the shit out of everybody and they win. And Cartman thinks he's won. He's like, you know, I win. We got it. Stan and Kyle are like, that's not how this works, fat ass. Plus, the bet was if the South wins the war. <laughs> Cartman's like, I hate you guys. I hate you so very much. So very much. So uh, from there on now, we've got a, uh, a upset Cartman, if you will, because obviously he thought that he was going to get them to be a slave right away, right? But they didn't. So he eventually ends up convincing them once more to march to Topeka. <laughs> and they arrive in Topeka, right? And it's a nice little quiet little... Uh, you know, beautiful little bustling little town, right? Male, mailman's out and about. All of a sudden, the whole town comes to a stop, and boom, we see the Confederates marching towards them. And uh, what's that noise? So Stan and Kyle and Grandpa Marsh realize that they need to stop Cartman from ruining history. Um, and so they suggest that the men are drunk and they're going to return to town when they recover. So they are, they, they're trying to devise a way. Now, in the meantime, we see Stan and Kyle first sitting at a bus stop waiting for their parents to come back from Topeka. And Butters gets off the bus and he gives him a letter. 
And, uh, and he reads the letter. Dear guys, words cannot express how much I hate you guys. As we fight our way northward into the great unknown, only that one thing remains certain. That I hate you guys with every tired muscle in my confederate body. We have taken Topeka, and now I must rally the men onward to Missouri. Because I will not stop until we have won it all. And you guys are my slaves. Because I hate you guys. I hate you guys so very, very much. Yours, General Cartman Lee. God damn it, that fat piece of shit. Here's Annika. <laughs> we are moving on to Missouri. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Uh, so he gives him the first letter. We get Sensei's General Cartman Lee. So we get the first letter here from Eric Cartman. Now, now they're in uh, the next part. They're in the, they're in the midst of the battle, and as we mentioned, the National Guard shows up, and Stan and Kyle uh, and Marvin Marsh eventually catch up with them as well. And the <laughs> the National Guard is like, we have to stop these political activists. And Stan's like, no, these guys aren't political activists. These guys are just drunk rednecks from a small town. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, we, I guess we can't really kill anybody here because there's women and children. And, uh, but they're like, uh, in, in that regard, they're like, well, let's go ahead and we'll fire off a warning flare. So they fire off a warning flare and this ends up killing Kenny in the process. <laughs> Medic! And they just come by with like a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and, and then Stan oh, goes, oh my God, they killed Kenny. And, uh, and in this case, Marvin Marsh goes, you bastard! And then <laughs> <laughs> like, and you quickly see Marvin look over, like, oh, <laughs> like you took uh, Kyle's punchline. <laughs> I like that fourth. I like that fourth wall break there. Hey, you bastard! You bastard! Goddamn, really? <laughs> we gotta stop and get them to get the shots. Oh, so they devise a plan that the only way to get this war to come to a conclusion is to remove the alcohol, right? And so they're hanging out in the tents now, all drunk. And uh, Jimbo walks into General Lee's tent and he says, uh, we've taken uh, whatever. Where, where should we go next? And he said, where does the Confederacy go next? He said, well, I guess they ended up going to Fort Sumner. He's like, all right, well, then let's go to Fort Sumner. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to get some more schnapps. Do you want anything? He's like, can I get some of the animal packages with the fashion yard? And so as he walks out, he unfortunately finds out that all the schnapps has been taken by the National Guard. And um, they they don't have any more schnapps, guys. So seven hours later, as it says on the screen, seven hours later, they are now not drunk. They're hungover, right? Throwing up. They're up. You know, that was the longest binder I've ever been on. Stan and Kyle are like, yes, it's going to work, right? And uh, so after that binge wears off, they decide, you know, let's go ahead and head back to South Park. So at this point, like Stan and Kyle think they've won. They're like, ha ha, we got you, fat ass. And then Kyle's about to go into some speech, or no, Stan's about to go into some speech. You know, I've learned something here today. And just as he's in the midst of doing that, as the, all the men are walking toward the bus stop or wherever they're walking off to, uh, Cartman notices a, a phone booth, just happens to be there, and the empty Schmores box. And he ends up calling the Schmores. He runs off, hey, hey, where are you going? So he runs off, grabs the Schmores box, he calls them, and then immediately as the men continue to walk, all of a sudden two semi-trucks show up with a, uh, I'm assuming it was a German female. They were parodying a German lady. And she, uh, but don't you want to take shots out of my boobs <laughs> to celebrate? So, I guess we could do that. <laughs> I guess we could do that. Hello, I am Suzette, the Schmoschnapps 
I can't drink any more of that stuff. Me neither. Uh, uh, come, come on, guys. Just one little drink. A, a toast to how far you came and all that you saw. Yes, please. Two shots out of my breast. Well, I guess one little cheers is in order. So, Carver's like, come on, take a shot. Uh, have a drink. Uh, you come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it gets them immediately all riled back up. They're all drunk. And he says, gentlemen. We must now take Fort Sapner. You heard the general on Fort Sapner. So unfortunately, Stan and Kyle were unable to stop them there. So uh, at this point, Cartman and everyone, you see them on the map. I like this part. They're like showing him go down the map in different areas. And you can see that they went to Florida. So good for Cartman. He got to go to Walt Disney World, I'm assuming, because he went down the log ride. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, pretty sweet. Or it could have been Universal, either or. But you know, he got to go to a theme park. So that, you know, at that point, this whole trip was worth it, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this point on, now they're in Fort Sumner, and they're at Fort Sumner, and they're like, there's like a, a tour guide or whatever, and uh, he's all talking to the tour. She's like, now imagine you're a Union soldier stationed at this fort, and one day you look out and see thousands of Confederates ready to pounce on you. Uh, take the fight! Yeah! Yeah! Confederate men looking back at you. And then, like, everybody in the uh, like tourism group looks up and they end up seeing that there is, in fact, hundreds, maybe to a 2,000 Confederate soldiers about to charge in. And uh, they easily, of course, come in and take it because this is not like a, a well kept fort anymore. It's just a memorial uh, landmark, right? A historical landmark and whatnot owned by the South Carolina Chamber of Commerce. And the National Guard then eventually do show up, and Cartman is arguing back and forth with Stan and Kyle. Stan and Kyle are like, it's over, fat ass. The National Guard's here. They outnumber you. And Jimbo, Cartman starts talking, and Cartman's like, well, I called in the, the state of Carolina. Somebody's bound to show up. And then all of a sudden, just as the National Guard is about to bring out the mortar, the whole state of Carolina, South Carolina shows up. We're with you. The South will ride again. <laughs> That's that's like um you guys have seen idiocracy, right? Yes. Yeah. So like when they're having the uh assembly in front of Congress and they and the dude interrupts uh President Camacho, it's South Carolina. It's always South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Hey, shut up, South Carolina, what's up? <laughs> that's right. South Carolina will ride again. So that's what the uh animated uh uh, figures in this episode uh, portrayed of a uh, lowly, maybe low IQ individual who uh, is a, has an affinity for uh, only of the white complexion, otherwise known as a goddamn racist. <laughs> goddamn so, uh, racist. South will ride again now, so they are now, Cartman's like, we now have enough to march on D.C. <laughs> Take Washington, D.C. So they march to Washington, D.C. You see uh, an aide uh, what was a early rendition of uh, Al Gore? I'm so thrilled. Uh, and um, Bill Clinton. God damn it! Uh, I don't know what I should do. Should I should I uh, let him uh, secede from the uh, United States? Because Cartman sends a uh, a letter. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah, times. Yeah, times. But we must have it. You must have our freedom. Dear Mr. President. There are times when humans can no longer endure their government's authority. You must declare the Confederacy as own nation so that we may enter into a new millennium of prosperity. If you do not meet our demands, we will be forced to show the videotapes we have of you with Marissa Tomei. 
Oh, dear God. We have to meet their demands. What? Sir, there's there's not that many of them. As vice president, I think we better give them what they want. It's just the southern states who really needs them. Because I do not like that guy. Because <laughs> I hate those guys. So, very much. Oh, no, he says, yeah, if you do not let us see, we will show that video of you and Marissa Tomei. And then, real quick. Oh, God damn it, what? <laughs> so, Car uh, Bill Clinton's like, we gotta do what they say. And Al Gore's like, oh, I And Al Gore's like, oh, I agree. <laughs> and then uh, the, chiefs, the, the chef, uh, or the chef, the, the, the chief's aide is like, what? Are you really want to do that? And Al Gore's like, do not question the president of the United States. It's just the southern states, Mr. President. Not like it, not like it really matters. Uh, which I think is uh, unironic in this case because the southern states actually kind of do matter in this election that we're in right now uh, between the douche and the two. And that's what we. Yeah. You got to remember, he's saying that to a president who's from Arkansas. <laughs> like, so it, it was a, it was a multi layered joke. That's good. That's good. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Well. Clinton eventually decides, yes, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and do this. So I also forgot to mention there was at one point um, Cartman does write a letter to, <laughs> to Kenny's mother. Oh, my God. Dear Miss McCormick, it is with a very heavy heart that I must inform you that your son Kenny was killed in battle on the morning of November 18th at Ruby Hills Funland in Chattanooga. This war has taken something from all of us. And although your son appears to be the only casualty so far, know that we all share your pain. Your son did not die in vain. I shall persevere and make Stan and Kyle my slave, because I hate those guys. I hate them so very, very much. Yours, General Cartman Lee. So yeah, I didn't want to forget that part. It's so now, so good. Now they have the literal million man march in front of the Capitol and the White House and all that jazz. And with no other options left, President Clinton's about to sign the surrender to the South. Uh, and then Stan and Kyle are upset about it. And Marvin, uh, their father, grandfather's like, you kids don't know nothing about history, do you? This is more about you guys having to be slaves. This is about uh, rewriting it. We got to smart. These guys think they're all still in a reenactment. We got to smart you kids up. So he has uh, Stan dress up as Ulysses S. Grant, right? And then has um, Kyle, the Jewish kid, dress up as I just wanted to point that out because it's kind of funny. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. And uh, it was Jefferson Davis. Oh, Jefferson Davis. I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was the president of the Confederacy. Uh, U.S. Grant was a union general. Um, Ulysses okay, S. Grant right. was a union general and then became right, a president. Well, my bad, Miss Grant. But Fuck the South. Uh, so Jefferson Davis, yeah, not South Park, but nine. And all, by the way, if you also live in the South, we're not saying fuck you. We're saying fuck you to the South of 1861. I just want to make that very clear. And the racists. Fuck and racists. The racists. And the racists. My favorite thing to do on Red Dead Redemption 2 is find the clan meeting and shoot it up. <laughs> you can do that in the game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like if you ride, you know, I was at freaking GameStop today, and that game is still fifty nine ninety nine. It's like, god damn, I want it. I'm not paying sixty dollars. Star. Um, well, like if I want a Grand Theft Auto, like I, I don't, I, I've bought that game two or three times and sold it, and bought, it and sold it. But like that game's at least twenty, thirty bucks now, and they still have online play. But like, god damn, at least drop Red Dead Redemption so I can play it. 
Right. Like I might buy a GTA five and of third time myself. See, that's what I'm saying. Well, back to this now, Jefferson Davis and uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln. Re- right. Abraham Lincoln reenact the, uh, whatever it was, the conclusion of the war, the civil war. Carmen's like, what the hell is going on? What the hell are you guys doing? And Jim was like, hey, you can't talk to uh, Jefferson Davis like that. You can't talk to superior. <laughs> so uh, they conclude and Jefferson Davis, uh, a.k.a. Stan, says that we concede and that uh, that our, our demands have been met and that they will get one year of schnapps free for a whole year. And they're like, ooh, one year of schnapps, huh? <laughs> they're like, all right, we gave her what we wanted. <laughs> uh, they all start dispersing. Cartman's like, wait, where the hell are you going? He's like, we, he's like the war's over. Jefferson Davis and Lincoln signed a treaty. So Bill Clinton's like, so uh, I don't have to sign this? What the hell is going on? <laughs> he still doesn't understand what's going on. And uh, yeah, so now Kyle then runs up to Carmen. Now he can take off that stupid beard, rips the beard off of his face. Carmen yells so loud that you can see it goes into different dimensions, such as the Marklars and where the aliens were living. Yeah, and now you can take that stupid beard off. And uh, <laughs> then uh, Cartman, ex- uh, Kyle and Stan explain you're going to be our slave for a month. And then Cartman realizes quickly, uh, oh, no, Bill Clinton comes up. He's like, uh, I just want to thank you boys for helping with everything you did. And he, he has his hands on Stan. Stan goes, don't touch me. Boys, as president of the United States, I want to commend you for stopping the rebel uprising. Don't touch me. <laughs> That was great. I love that part. And then, yeah. and then at the conclusion of this, Cartman realizes that if the Union wins, at the North wins, then slavery is abolished. And Bill Clinton's like, that's right. Sla- slavery is immoral and disavowed. And therefore, it is illegal. And Kyle's like, oh, God damn it. And they're like, come on, let's get the hell out of here. And then Kyle's like, yeah, thanks, dick. And uh, that's how the episode ends. So that was South Park's rendition of the Red Page Dad gayness which was season three episode number 14 we already went through what did kenny say so scoop why don't you start us off with some of that trivia this episode aired shortly after the suicide of mary k bergman who voiced most of the female characters no female characters had any lines in this episode apart from s'more schnapps girl who was voiced by trey parker since a new female voice artist wasn't cast immediately out of respect that's that's uh, this episode began the change in Cartman's voice, particularly during the bulk of the episode where he speaks using the Southern accent. Kyle and Kenny alternate between holding their flutes correctly to the side and incorrectly down like a recorder. Oh shit. I noticed that. That's funny. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I just realized that I thought one was actually playing. It. I didn't realize they were both playing. Anyway, the visitor's home planet is seen as well as Starvin Marvin's new home, Mark Lar, when Kenny rips Cartman's beard off. When Kenny is killed, Marvin Marvin Marsh says, you bastards, you bastards, before Kyle can. Al Gore has a totally different appearance later in Man Bear Pig. Stuart McCormick says he has to go to work. However, he is unemployed in, in Chickapox. It is, it is likely he found employment through a, through a part-time or temporary job. Day labor. <laughs> Initially, Priest Maxie, Stuart McCormick, Jimbo, and Ned, bartender, Mr. Garrison, 
and Butters reenact the Confederacy. The boys, Randy, Gerald, and Chef reenact the Union. So moving into the pop culture, which is not very much. We just got a couple things here. The actor sponsor Jergmans is the alcohol spoof of Jägermeister. Oh, the alcohol, the alcohol. sponsor. What did I? What did I say? Jägermans. Yeah. Just the yeah. actor, yeah. The alcohol sponsor Jägermans is the The title is a reference to the book The Red Bridge of Courage by Stephen Crane. Red Badge. He said Red Bridge. Badge. Damn it. Much dyslexic we are. I know, right? Much dyslexic already. Am I? Too much green. It's the title is a reference to the book The Red Badge of Courage by Stephen Crane, which is set in the American Civil War. All right, Joe, why don't you tell us some of your top moments in this episode? Um, I'd be writing the, down, but what do you like? The letter Cartman writes to Mrs. McCormick is not only one of my favorite moments in this episode, it's probably one of my favorite moments in the entire series because it just shows the levels that Cartman is willing to go to just to spite Stan and Kyle. And then the other thing, and then the other thing I really liked about this episode, which makes it relevant and poignant uh, still today, is that it shows just how easily mass masses can be uh, influenced. I mean, yeah, he gets them all loaded up on alcohol and everything, but that's neither really here nor there. Like they don't need to be drunk to be but like it shows and Cartman does this so many more times throughout the series though too where he just like exploits the cult of personality or whatever it, whatever it is clobbering time I know you're angry yeah. Uh, so that is the some of your top likes I also I who put how Kenny dies was that you Scoop yeah that was me Okay, that was a good point. I like how he died, right? Because it was like a flare that went off and it just... Yeah. Poof. <laughs> and then when uh, Marvin is like, you bastard! And Kyle, hey! But that's just it's classic. Yeah. It's classic. Uh, Jimbo, of course, uh, got a lot of storyline in this episode. He was one of the main pivotal characters and he was at times very humorous. Um, I, I found him to be a, a very good supporting character to Cartman. And uh, it's a shame that we really haven't seen too much of that right. um, over the course of the series because I think Cartman and Jimbo itself is a good parent. You know what I have? I had a thought as I was watching the election play out here. And I know we're going back to the election, but I'm going to tie to South Park here. Mr. Garrison, okay, if but Joe Biden is successful and we get the return of Mr. Garrison, do you guys think Cartman's going to have more respect for Mr. Garrison now? Because technically Mr. Garrison would be someone – Carmen probably would end up yeah. being at the conclusion of that pandemic special while Carmen was, uh, you know, what well, he unwillingly eventually did give Stan the pangolin, uh, Mr. Garrison showed up and flamethrowed it. So technically Carmen still got what he wanted. I'm, uh, um, I'm sure there's going to be some point where Carmen's like, come on, you guys lay off Garrison. He's fucking cool. Or something like that. I, think, I mean, they'd have. It'd be great to see if they give him back his job, but I just don't right. see him doing that. I don't think he's going to come back as the teacher. But that would. That, it would be great. I don't think it, like it just comes back and nothing ever happens. What happened? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Where were you the last four years? 
Huh? Oh, no. Oh, just come back like pretending like he didn't, like he wasn't. Yeah. No, I think it would be better is if he, right before he knows he's about to lose his office, fires PC principal. So that way he comes in and now Mr. Garrison is the principal. So you still have your authoritative figure with Mr. Garrison in the show and you still have a way to keep him in the show. So I dig it. Okay. I mean, I don't mind PC principal, but PC principal and the strong woman never really got into as far as their side stuff. Like right. his initial yeah. stuff of, are you PC bro? That was a great thing. And then like, you know, his one-off little appearance in the background, great. But like his whole strong woman and the PC babies, I don't, not a big fan of PC babies, to be honest. I get what it is. Not a big fan though. Uh, Will... As far as some of my top likes, of course, I enjoyed Cartman throughout this whole episode. He's the star, as I mentioned, and you guys put as your character development. Stan and Kyle didn't really have the biggest roles here. They were trying to play, uh, you know, catch catch him if you can the whole time with Cartman as they're trying to catch up to him and uh, persuade him to end this uh, charade. And uh, I, I just like this the whole episode in itself. It's a very funny, humorous episode. So right. we don't really have any top dislikes. One of those. So I yeah, dislike we, that this is the last good episode of season three. Uh, season three. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's my dislike. It's going to be a challenge the next couple episodes, boys, as we have to review them here. As we, I mean, Mr. Hankey's Christmas classic. His Christmas classic episodes. Now, there is only, there is a good song in there. And there's a couple good songs in there uh, with Carmen. It's like, a better uh, album than it is an episode. It's a better album than it is an episode, 100%, because it's just straight up a music episode. Um, so it's that's going to be a challenge probably for us to review that here on YouTube. I hadn't thought about that, actually, because that whole episode of the freaking musical. Um, mm-hmm. So it might be a challenge for us to review. I mean, we can talk about it, but really, it's just music. So there's not, I mean, we can talk about the lyrics. We can talk about the lyrics. I mean, one of the funniest songs in that episode is... is cradle. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, oh, you're right, because Carpenter pops mm-hmm. in at the end. Juice, they're super lame. Juice, they're super gay. Or something like that. Something I'll like that. try to make it spin if I I'm not going to sing yeah, any more of it so we don't get blocked. Right, so that'll come out um, here in the next week or so. And then, of course, you can check out the library, the litany of content, our back catalog of content. But before we go... Does this make ski top 25? Sure fucking does. God damn it. Boom, 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 boom. Top, top, top 25. Right here on Supper Dogs. Joe, does this make Joe's top 20? Yeah. Does this make Joe's top 10? It does. Does this make Joe's top five? It, it actually might. Like, it, I Ooh. I have to sit down and probably think about it a little more, but this is probably top five. It's just one of those episodes that, like, I always go back to top mentally. Five. Um, this is this is definitely my in my top 20, 100%. It's in my top 20. So... As we all agreed, great episodes, probably the high, one of the highlight episodes of season three. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to season four, but we will struggle to get through the rest of season three for you and every listener that continues to join us each and every week because our numbers, we, we legitimately say our numbers are increasing. It's not like they go up by hundreds or thousands, but they steadily, slowly go up 
tens to 20 every week. So we appreciate you guys listening, sharing. We appreciate Hami Media Group, a street team. Uh, they've been sharing a lot of our stuff. So thanks for that, guys. Also, shout out, of course, to Rat Salad Review and R&R Pod Network for hosting our shows. Um, I will actually be on RTW Rewind with the owner of Rad, Rob, R&R Pod Network which is now available on um, hackerhomie.podme.com this Sunday. So it's about a two and a half hour conversation. Really fun conversation. Not a lot of wrestling talk. I mean, we did talk wrestling and stuff like that. Some of, our, some of my favorite stuff, how I got into wrestling and whatnot. But it's just more like a two to two and a half hour chat. Two guys just talking bullshit back and forth. And we had good chemistry. So I thought the podcast was good. So check that out. You can also check me out on the Impact Attack. I host that every week on hackerhomie.podme.com or hackerhomie on all media outlets. The Like the Fuse podcast, same platform. And of course, I also edit the New Force Order podcast, which is on that same platform. And I also edit the Smack Attack, which is on that same platform. And then I also edit the Star Trek Academy podcast, which is on hummingmediagroup.podbean.com. I also work full-time as so a master control operator for a bunch of news stations. So there you go. My name is Matthew Shafra. I'm your host on the scene of the Earth's Clean. I'm lighting up green. Your boy, MSG. Time out, 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 Got any party words for us today, buddy? Stay high, motherfucker. All right. Dirty Joe, what do you know? I know a lot of things. Courtney, cut, wait, I'll save that for next. Courtney, you. you're so hot. Okay, oh, that, Joe, yeah. plug it away so we can go on our, about our day. I I got nothing to plug. I'm yeah. good to go this week. I guess we're done. Suck my balls, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was sent from planet Gyron to conquer the earth. I had a terrific plan. I thought it would work. Tried to get the earth rings all to kill each other, you see. But it all went wrong and now I must decree. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You failed in every way and now my stock in you has fallen. Your career is stowing and you're worthless, Alec Bowen. That's why I blew your head off and your children are all boring. Planet Giron is inhabited with Zypods like me, but also with Balmax who are giant beasts. The Zypods and the Balmax are at constant war. So we wanted a new home and that's what Earth was for. But you are worthless, Alec Bowen. You are worthless, Alec Bowen. You fucked up my whole plan and now Jiron is smeared with Bowmac Powerin. Your garbage needs some hauling and you're worthless, Alec Bowen. Now I must return home a failure. I'm afraid the pit of Cry Rock is calling. Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth, as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hamid Media Bump to you.